Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Friday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. Hey, three more days until we launch our June four-week Job course, a free course for everyone. Everyone who would come to the site, sign up. It's unrestricted. It will be a great time that we'll have together with the book of Job. So make sure you sign up for it, and I'll be looking for you in our Saturday discussion sessions and in my office hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So back we go to our story of Abraham. Now, God had made a covenant with Abram, an unconditional covenant that involved two things, people and property, descendants and real estate. Descendants, more than the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore, and property stretching from Egypt all the way over to the Euphrates River in Iraq of today. Abram is living on the property, on the real estate, but he has no descendants. As we turn into Genesis chapter 16, we read, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. Now we know that when Abram came back from Egypt, from bilking Pharaoh, he brought with him great property and wealth. But he also brought with him a beautiful young servant girl named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children all these years. Please go to my maid. Perhaps I'll obtain children through her. And Abram said, Okay. <laughs> oh, this is going to be nothing but trouble, gang. Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. He gave a hearty aye, aye, sir, and enthusiastically carried out what Sarai asked of him. So after Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. <laughs> Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Just like that. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress, Sarai, was despised in her sight. So now the young servant girl, I picture her being maybe 18 years old, whereas Sarai is in her 80s. And now things are not happy in Abram's tent because Sarai would look at Hagar at her pregnant belly and be jealous of her. And Hagar will look at Sarai and say, I'm the one who's bearing the child, not you. She despised Sarai. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be upon you. This is all your fault. I gave my maid into your arms, and when she saw that she conceived, I was despised in her sight. And may the Lord judge between you and me. Abram said to Sarai, 
Oh. <sighs> your maid is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. Whatever. So Sarai treated her very harshly. She beat her. She starved her. And Hagar fled. Now, the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. She was going back to Egypt. He said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? What are you doing? She said, I, I'm fleeing from that miserable old woman, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her further, Behold, you are with child and you will bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He will be a wild ass of a man. His hand will be against everyone. Everyone's hand will be against him. And he'll live to the east of all his brothers. Ishmael. As we'll see, Isaac, whom Sarai bears, will father Jacob and Esau, the twins. And Jacob will father the 12 boys who are the founders of the 12 tribes of Israel. Meanwhile, Ishmael will marry. He will also have many sons, and he will be the founder of the Arab people. And one of Ishmael's descendants will be the prophet Muhammad. You see where all this is leading. The promise of people and property. And now Ishmael and Isaac what we see happening today in the Middle East, what we see happening with Israel, the Palestinians, the Egyptians, the Jordanians, the people of Syria, it all begins right here. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God who sees, for she said, have I even remained alive here after seeing him. Therefore, the well was called <clears throat> Ber Laharoi because it's between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Sarai is 10 years younger than Abram, so she would be 76, not in her 80s, as I said a bit earlier. So Abram now has a son, Ishmael, and he loved that boy. That was his firstborn son, born in his old age, not to Sarai, but to the lovely Hagar, who's still there. She's back. Ishmael. As we'll find out, uh, God told Hagar, you'll bear a son, you'll call him Ishmael, he'll be a wild ass of a man, his hand will be against everyone, everyone against him. 
He'll be a wanderer. Every time I read this story, I, I think of my grandmother. My, <laughs> my grandmother's name was Sarah. <laughs> There's a likeness here, I think. And I remember I joined the Marine Corps right after high school. And I went off to basic training at Paris Island. And uh, when I came home on leave for the first time as a newly hatched Marine private, uh, I came home, I was wearing my uniform. I was also proud. And my grandmother was proud and my parents were proud of me. And they all had me wear my uniform to church on Sunday and everybody greeted me. And, uh, but I wanted to go out with my friends. And I remember on uh, one night when I was home on leave, we, we went out for sure and we did wild and crazy things. And I came back to the house at about three o'clock in the morning and I was fumbling trying to get the key in my hand. We had been drinking a whole lot and I was fumbling with the key in the door when suddenly the door was jerked open and my four foot 10 grandmother was standing there and she reached out, grabbed me by my shirt and she said, you get in here before the neighbors see you. You're, you're a wild ass of a man. And she pulled me inside. Every time I read this story, I think of Grandma doing that. But, uh, oh gosh, what, 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 a, what, a, what a Sarah she was, let me tell you. Uh, so we continue. So we have, we have now Ishmael in the home with Abram and Sarai and Hagar. Now, chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, 99. So at 86, Ishmael was born. When Abram was 86, Ishmael was born. And now he's 99. So Ishmael is now 13 years old. When Abram was 99, the Lord appeared to Abram and he said to him, I am God Almighty. I am God Almighty, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Well, he has one son, 13 years old now, and he's 99 years old. Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. At 99, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, the father of many. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. A person's name in scripture reflects in a profound way who they are. And if God changes your name, it's a change in identity. Isaac will have the twins, Jacob and Esau, Jacob will have the 12 boys who are the founders of the 12 tribes of Israel. God will change Jacob's name. Jacob means the deceiver, because that's what he was. He deceived everybody in sight. God will change Jacob's name to Israel, which means he who struggles with God. A profound change in the, in the very essence of who Jacob was. God continues with Abraham. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations 
for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. I will give to you and your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said further to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. And this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. <laughs> I imagine at that point, Abraham said, excuse me, you're going to cut off what? <laughs> you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. Now, don't mistake here that God invented circumcision for Abraham and his descendants. In fact, circumcision was a common practice in Egypt going all the way back to 2000 BC and before. When we travel to Egypt and we visit the Egyptian Museum, there's a statue of a young Egyptian man, perhaps 14 or 15 years old, very, very handsome looking fellow, and it's a nude statue. And I remember walking past that and looking at it, and sure enough, he was circumcised. And I said to my wife, Anna, get a close-up of that. And she did. She took her big Nikon camera with a big lens on it, zoomed in, and was taking a picture of of the penis <laughs> and people walked by and they were looking at us like what, what's wrong with these people but uh no circumcision was common practice in egypt and uh remember abram abraham had been in egypt so this was nothing new uh not a new idea at the time of abraham there's precedent for it in egypt and i believe elsewhere too so every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations. A servant who is born in the house or who is brought, bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants. A servant who is born in your house or who is brought with your, bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Circumcision is to a Jew what baptism is to a Christian. It incorporates that child into the covenant community. There's a very close parallel in that sense. God said to Abram, Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah, her name will be princess. And my grandma was a princess, I can tell you. I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed. And he said, will a child be born to a man a hundred years old? And have you taken a look at Sarah lately? She's 99 years, 90 years old. Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you, his 13-year-old son whom he loved. Oh, that he might be part of the blessing too. 
God said, no, Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. So from Abraham to Isaac to every single Jew who lives today, that line continues. As for Ishmael, I have heard you and behold, I will bless him and make him fruitful and he will multiply exceedingly. He shall become the father of 12 princes just like Jacob will be the father of 12 sons, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this season next year. Now, when he finished taking, talking with him, God went up from Abraham. And then Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all the servants who were born in his house and all who were brought to uh, with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's households, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin that very day, as God had said. Now, Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. So, among the Arab people today, circumcision is also an incorporation into that community of Ishmael, the descendants of Ishmael. So in the very same day, Abraham was circumcised and Ishmael his son. They both were that day. Now all the men of his household who were born in the house or bought with money from a foreigner, they were circumcised too. Now can you imagine, 99 years old, you get circumcised and all the men in your house. And, and remember all the soldiers who lived with him? Abraham had a private army and uh, 200 and some people. They're all circumcised too. So everyone's lying around in pain for days. I can just picture that scene. If you want to attack Abraham, this would be the time to do it. <laughs> but there we have it. All the men, all the men are now circumcised. Part of the covenant community. And that brings us to the end of Friday's podcast. And we'll pick right up with the birth of Isaac. Now between now the birth of Isaac, and Monday, well, we have our Job class coming up starting on Monday. Make sure you're there. But between now and Monday, Isaac will be born. That means a year flashes by. And Abraham, now circumcised, has sexual relations with Sarah. Oh, Abraham is 100 years old. Sarah is 90. I, I, I can't get that image out of my head. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to get over it during the weekend. And I will see you again on Monday. Make sure you're in the Job class with me. That'll be a lot of fun together. And we'll put right back in with the birth of Isaac. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye now.